He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. that there we go all right good morning so happy to be here with you it is uh man i'm telling you what by the way if you're going between uh fredericksburg and kerrville this morning be warned they are stopping a traffic and uh so yeah i um i got in here i think i was telling harley that if i'd have been one minute earlier I would have gotten here about 15 minutes ago, but uh, I got stopped. I was the second car in line and uh, a couple of miles north of, uh, let's see, about five miles north of I-10 on 16, and they just stopped us for about 10 minutes. They were painting us stripes on the road. I'm not sure if they were doing it by hand or what, but uh, give yourself some extra time this morning, and I think that's probably moving forward uh on 16 until they get all the cones out of there and are officially done i would um i'm gonna expect to get pulled over every morning and i don't not pulled over by the police but uh stopped by the traffic cones so there you go got a great program lined up for you today we've got jonathan science is going to be calling in we've got several things to talk about steve layman's going to be calling into the show um I'm going to spend some time. I uh, turned on the uh, uh, capital.texas.gov yesterday is when I left the studio. We talked about that. And um, to watch the proceedings on the floor, Senate Bill 3 and Senate Bill 4 going through on the floor, they started yesterday morning. Actually, I was surprised. Uh, they were supposed to start about 10. They usually run 45 minutes to an hour late. Um, and they got rolling at 10.15 yesterday morning, and they wrapped it up at 8 last night. And, yes, I listened to every single word for those uh, almost uh, 10 hours. And um, it's so, well, in so many ways, it's disappointing. We got what we, uh, we I guess our team won, our side won, um, but um, we'll see. Anyway, we're going to be talking about that today. Um, tomorrow night, the Hill Country Preppers are having their meeting at Buzzy's Barbecue, and that's exactly why Steve Lehman's going to be on the air with us at the bottom of the hour. So we'll give you the details on that when Stephen calls in. Um, also on the calendar this Saturday, the Second Amendment Workshop at Patriot Academy, hosted by the uh, Leadership in this Institute, Patriot Academy, and Gun Owners of America. Um, this is... Um, Pretty good price for the training that they're going to be having. Um, I clicked on the click here button in my Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter, and uh, it shows that if you go for the half a day, the classroom part of it, I believe the cost is $25. If you go to the workshop and the um, uh, range time, that is $50. That's a heck of a deal. 
that's a heck of a deal for the folks. I know what's going to be um, uh, what they're going to be presenting that day, and those tickets are going. It says here they've got nine tickets left. Also on Saturday, and uh, this is going to be a service for our good friend and Fredericksburg Tea Party longtime member, steering committee member for many years, as well as he and his wife. They brought the tea to the tea party. They put the tea in the tea party for many years. Uh, Al and Irene um, brought the the drinks and the tea for our dinner, our monthly meeting, and uh, on special occasions, um, Eileen would uh, Irene would uh, make cookies. And uh, Irene passed away a, a less than a year ago, and her husband Al followed her. A couple of weeks ago, and there's going to be a service this Saturday at 10 o'clock at Bridge Church, and uh, the man was a real patriot, and we're looking forward to celebrating his life this Saturday at 10 o'clock. Tuesday uh, at 6 o'clock, Texit is going to be meeting at the Trailblazer Grill. Um, If you want to read, and that's in Lano, the Trailblazer Grill in Lano, um, that's at six o'clock this coming Tuesday. The um, Texas Tribune, the Tribune, uh, did uh, quite a write-up on uh, the Texit convention that was held last week up in Waco, and uh, quite an interesting read. Um, even though it is the Tribune, um, the it was a very very good read. I thought the coverage was good. It wasn't too inflammatory, just a little bit. But you kind of uh, take that, uh, take a little bit of, uh, of, of uh, yeah, a little bit of sand in your coffee um, is the best way I can come up with that. So we, um, that is, uh, that article is in the Texas Tribune. It's a good read. I'd suggest it. And uh, then uh, let's see, before we take off on our first break here. Um, I want to um, bring you some words of wisdom from our good friend Benjamin uh, uh, B- Benjamin Franklin, uh, his nom de plume of poor Richard Saunders. And um, here is probably the um, inspiration for Michael Jackson. The rotten apple spoils his companion. The rotten apple spoils his companion. So who are you going to believe, Michael or Benjamin Franklin? Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Fighting the good fight. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriots. Stand and fight. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. I am back. I don't know why I always say we. I don't have a. I don't have a call screener. I don't have anybody running the board here but me, and yet, and I do not have a mouse in my pocket. So I'm still not sure why I say we are back because I am back, um, and so glad to always be here with you. Um, this has been. I, this has been amazing. I love the radio, and. Um, Four and a half years uh, on the air here has been the experience of a lifetime, and I loved have loved every minute of it. Now, while we wait for um, Mr. Uh, Science to call in, um, I want to talk about yesterday, the House in the fourth special session. 
they heard Senate Bill 3 and Senate Bill 4. Now, what are those two bills? They came down from the, ha- the Senate. That's why they're called Senate Bills. Senate Bill 3 came down from the House um, with, I believe it had one from the Senate. I'm sorry, went into the Senate. <clears throat> and I believe, okay, now I'm getting the two mixed up because this was not what I was going to talk about at this uh, time. But um, the um, Senate Bill 3 had to do with the uh, funding of a construction and uh, maintenance and operation of border barrier infrastructures. Uh, that went through, I'm trying to think, maybe in about three hours. There were a number of amendments that were attempted to add to it. Um, and either on Senate Bill 3 or Senate Bill 4, and I'll try to figure that out before we get done with this uh, segment, but uh, one of those is going to have to go back to the Senate um, for a, a conference, uh, maybe a conference committee, maybe the Senate will uh, concur. So what happens... Um, is a bill originates in a chamber. These uh, We're going to use these as an example. These two bills were written in the Senate, thus with the numbers SB, Senate Bill 3, Senate Bill 4. They were discussed, talked about, amended, etc., etc., in the Senate before they were passed and sent down to the House, where once again, the House takes a look at it, has discussions, amendments, and, and votes. Now, if what comes down from the Senate is exactly the same as what is approved by the House, in other words, uh, the second chamber makes no changes, then those bills go to the desk of the governor for one of three things. The governor can sign it, he can veto it, or he can ignore it. Under two of those three, the bill goes into effect. If he signs it, the bill goes into law. If he ignores it, the bill goes into law. If he vetoes it, of course, that's what that means. It does not go into law. So um, Senate Bill 3 went through pretty quick. They had your typical Democrat arguments about does a wall work and why here and I have to tell you, some of those, uh, some of the Democrat arguments, both on Senate Bill and three and Senate Bill four, yesterday as I was listening, I thought there was, <laughs> okay, I know, don't shoot me, but there were a couple of good points made by the Democrats on Senate Bill three, and one of the questions they did, and again, Senate Bill three had to do with building a wall. One of the questions they asked was. How much did you, how much wall have you built with the last money we gave you? All right. How much money, how much of a wall got built? And uh, how much did we spend? And I don't have the number in front of me, but basically, if you did the math, you would be able to figure out how many miles per dollar or how many, I'm sorry, how many dollars per mile for the wall that the Texas House had already given money to. And so you'd figure that out. It was some simple math. And then they said, all right, now you're asking us for X number of dollars, but you're telling us it's going to build 100 miles of wall. Well, it didn't. that math doesn't match up with the first segment of wall that Texas spent money on. That's a question I would have asked. I mean, it would have been like, wait a minute, you're going to build, you couldn't build that much wall with that kind of money last time, but you want us to do it again? 
and I'm I am I am I am to the point, and I was supporting the wall and all of these structures for a long time, and I still do. But I'm there is got to be quicker and more more substantive um, actions on the border to stop what's crossing. It's going to take forever. It's going to take a long time to build whatever that was they they approved yesterday. That's going to take a long time. How? Where? When do we actually stop the people from crossing? All right, and when and how do we do that? Does the governor just bring in the state, uh, the troops, and just line them up at the border? I know there's a lot of citizens in the state who would be happy to go stand on the north side, on the north bank of the Rio Grande with a firearm and just stand there and say, do not come in. Um, I... Is I'm not sure if that's not what it's going to take, and uh, but uh, this uh, the Democrats I thought brought up some good points. Senate Bill Pat three passed. I'm glad it passed. Again, I apologize. I do not recall whether it was three or four that had an amendment to it that uh, needs to go back for concurrence. Um, but one of the two did. Now we get to Senate Bill four. So Senate Bill three passed out of the House. Um, I uh, see they got on, they called roll about 1015. I'm trying to think when did they go to Senate bill four thinking it was early afternoon, maybe around one o'clock and they opened up Senate bill four. And, uh, this is a very interesting bill that was discussed and fought over during the third special session. Um, in fact, they debated an, a bill identical to this bill um, till four in the morning during the third special session. If you recall that, I remember uh, talking about it. I think I went to bed at like 1130 or so that night and they were still going. They went till four o'clock in the morning. Um, that obviously did not pass that day in the House. And so that uh, that that didn't happen in the third special session. So we bring it up in the fourth special session. It is slightly different. They added some um, they added some things to it that would hopefully satisfy the Democrats. Um, but the man, the Democrats pulled all of they pulled all the stoppers out yesterday on Senate Bill Four. Now, so what does Senate Bill Four do? What does Senate Bill 4 do? It has to do with the ability for any law enforcement officer in the state of Texas, any law enforcement officer, detain, arrest, and enforce essentially the federal law on um, illegal entry, immigration. So what we can do with Senate Bill 4, if it did not get any changes, um, if it ends up getting to the, to the uh, governor's desk, Senate Bill 4 will give your local police officer, your local uh, sheriffs, deputy sheriffs, uh, the ability to, if, if they find out someone is an illegal alien, Instead of, under current law and federal law, what they have to do if they run across an illegal alien is they have to turn them over to ICE. 
And this law, Senate Bill 4, says no. We don't have to turn them over to ICE. In fact, we can arrest them, bring them to a magistrate who would then determine whether the um, whether the um, who would determine if they were legal or not, and if the in law enforcement, if the magistrate determined that they were illegally in the country, then that authority, whoever did the arresting and that magistrate, would have the lawful right to return that illegal uh, alien to the border. Let me see who we have on the line, if this is Stephen or if it is um, Jonathan. This is, uh, good morning, this is Matt Long. You're live on the air. Hey, it's Jonathan Sines. I apologize for getting in a little bit later. Oh, that's quite all right. We do. I do have another caller calling in after the bottom of the hour. But uh, so we've only got a couple of minutes. But I want to ask you about the State Board of Education that met this week. And for our listeners, yes, we did a real quick uh, subject change. But this is real important. The State Board of Education uh, met this week. Do we have good news, um, Jonathan, bad news, or what is what has happened with the State Board of Education this week? Well, it's kind of mixed right now. I mean, what they're talking about is uh, any changes or updates to standards for how science is taught in public schools. That typically brings the left in a position where they're trying to uh, push kids to learn about evolution in a very anti-Christian way and um you know we had this issue come up in one textbook where they're trying to convince you know people that that we all came from monkeys and all this kind of stuff trying to get lgbt language in we've had some success in stopping that we were hoping to have some uh good news on some other textbooks and materials that i think have more of a balanced approach and we haven't had as much success with that but it's not over the the final vote on all this stuff is on Friday, but because of our testimony and work, we've, we've been able to put the, uh, a pause on one of the bad textbooks, and the publisher has taken a look at it. We were hoping they would just vote it down, but they're at least putting a, a stop on it. They're going to give the publishers a chance to make some corrections or changes. Um, so we'll see how that goes. So there's an opportunity if you want to, people want to contact their State Board of Education member, we send out an alert on this, go to our website txvalues and txvaluesaction.org or check our social media. You can see what we said about it. You can still contact your State Board of Education member and tell them, um, you know, to vote for the right type of materials by Friday and, you know, to, to stop these attacks on Christianity when they're talking about science. You know, folks, I found this article at uh, txvalues.org, and I went to, let's see, I believe it was under press releases, and the title of the article is, Alert, Did You Come From a Monkey? And it will have some details in there, including, um, I don't don't see any phone numbers, but that's uh, easy enough to find, Um, but it has some information you need, and you can go find out about that. But as Jonathan said, it is not too late to um 
to uh, have your voice heard with your SBOE. And, you know, that's a question I get every election, every two years when someone goes, wait a minute, what's the State Board of Education? And so we've been, we have been educating folks on that for a while, along with the help of TX Values. Jonathan, I'm so sorry that uh, I can't keep you on uh, longer. I do have another guest scheduled at the bottom of the hour, but thank you very much for taking time today and keeping us up to date. You bet, and be aware the Texas House votes on Friday on the school choice bill. Ah, that's right, yes, and we will talk about that. All right, thanks, Jonathan. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back, and as you heard there on a live mic, I have uh, Stephen Lehman with me on the line, and uh, Stephen and his sister are run the Hill Country Preppers, and uh, they have a meeting coming up tomorrow night. Welcome to the Matt Long Show, Stephen. Thank you, Matt. Glad to be here. So um, tell us about your, uh, the Hill. first of all, let's just start. Tell us about the Hill Country Preppers. What are you all all about? How long have you all been doing this? And, and what is your goal of your organization? We, we established the Preppers as an outreach educational initiative to teach people about emergency preparedness. Uh, we started in 2012, and we've met almost every single month since then, with different topics, different speakers, uh, different projects to uh, to educate people on uh, on basic emergency preparedness stuff. It's not about the end of the world. It's about it's about the thousands of things that happen to people every single day, and being prepared for those can make uh, survival and recovery a lot easier. Absolutely, and you are not a you're not a political group. I think one time I attempt, yeah. I at one time I think I attempted to label you as such, and you very kindly said no. Um, and so there is no political bent. Listen, it doesn't matter if you're a libertarian, a Republican, a Democrat, or a, a Marxist. Uh, when the bad weather comes, when a winter storm Yuri hits, we're all in the same pot together. And so, therefore, being prepared. And looking ahead, and even just for the little things, is really smart. Talk to us about your meeting tomorrow night. Who's your speaker, and uh, the uh, the who, what, where, when, and when? Okay, uh, Buzzy's Barbecue, six p.m. Uh, they will be. Uh, they will have already closed uh, the restaurant for for the the lunch menu, but uh, so you can eat before you come. Uh, we like to swing by Buzzies and and pick up dinner and uh, and uh, have it have it uh, before we do the meeting. But um, uh, the the back end is open. The Buzzies is, has been very good to support us uh, in in our efforts, and uh, so we have the meetings in the back room of Buzzies. And uh, it's six p.m. every third Thursday. Uh, this week, we've got Richard McAllister. He is a uh, Red Cross meteorologist. He's going to be talking about the upcoming winter uh, season and how to prepare for it. 
Yeah, are, is it, are we, as uh, you may have had a preview, but I just, by listening in occasionally, it seems like they're predicting a colder than normal winter. Does that, is that what you're hearing as well, Stephen? Uh, that is what I am hearing also. Uh, Richard has not really committed uh, uh, on that point, but but I'm quite sure he will cover that at the meeting. Okay. Um, there's even the potential for another uh, 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 snowmageddon. Okay. Um, and because of uh, the, the the El Nino or the and things like that building up and uh, the extra moisture we've been having. Uh, things like that. So, uh, but he will explain all of that. What we can expect, what the probabilities are for for those kind of events. Um, but but any kind of winter weather should be should be uh, prompting uh, preparedness efforts because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we have another ice storm. We could have more power outages, uh, thing, rolling blackouts, or or whatever. Um, and even if it's only one or two days, that's one or two days without power and light and, and running water. So, um, you know, it just pays to be prepared for, for just about anything. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, man, I can't tell you how many people, and I'm sure you're the same, probably more, that after Winter Storm Uri, they took a really, it was a self-assessment time. Um, and, um, I think, uh, there's a lot of people in the hill country that will be much more prepared for another winter storm, Yuri, and it'll sure help you by going to Buzzy's barbecue tomorrow night at six o'clock. And, uh, as Steven said, the restaurant's not open. So we love to support those who support us. So I would suggest going up while they are open during the day, have your lunch and get them to brown bag you a dinner and uh, see that way you can order both desserts and uh, but we need to support those who support us and Buzzies is going out of their ways to make that space available after their hours after their closed hours that's really extra special that they would uh, that Buzzies would come out and do that and so we need to support those people uh, Stephen did we miss anything I can't think of anything um, uh, we do have a new website. Uh, yeah. where you can get information on the meetings, both past, present, and future, and any other events we have coming up. Uh, it's hcpreppers.com. Okay. And uh, we are already planning our next expo for next year, so information on that will be forthcoming on the website as well. Well, that's great. I got to meet uh, the uh, uh, Kerr County or Kerrville Ham people at your last expo, and I am now... They helped me figure out what to do to study for my ham uh, radio license. And uh, so I got a lot of good out of that last expo. And uh, the next one uh, will probably even be better. So um, thanks again, Stephen, for calling in. We appreciate what you and your sister are doing. And um, all of us need to be a little bit prepared. And uh, the Hill Country Preppers are there for that. Thanks again, Stephen. Thank you, Matt, for the opportunity. All right. There you go, folks. Um, I'm gonna, I want to go back to the um, discussion. Let's see. I wrote myself a note here. Oh, yeah. That's what I wanted to go back to. Um, 
the um, as I was watching last night as uh, Senate Bill 3 and Senate Bill 4 passed through, I'm going to make myself one more note here. Um, one of the things I noticed was that the um, – yeah, I'll get to that in a second. The House meets again Friday at 10. So they closed up last night around a little after 8 o'clock. Uh, they uh, reconvened until 10 o'clock on Friday. Now, the there's a couple of things. Um, S- Jonathan Science said that they were going to be voting on school choice on Friday. Um, I went to the website, the Texas Legislature Online, which is capital.texas.gov, and that's capital with an O and gov with an O. I went to capital.texas.gov looked over to the calendars to see if there was a calendar because um, that is the terminology. It's not a, you know, flip of January, February. The calendar is um, what they're planning on doing. It is the to-do list for a certain day. Um, and so I pulled up uh, yesterday's house calendar is there. Um, and then any calendars that uh, where there is a calendar, if you get onto the calendars page, they'll that little uh the dates are blocked off in a darker color and so if they were if there was a calendar for this friday the 17th if that was official that they were going to uh, vote and hear the school choice bill on friday if that was official it would be on the calendars for friday the 17th there is nothing on the calendar for the 17th but I have to tell you, Jonathan Sions and his people, they are very well connected up at the Capitol, seeing how their office is right across the street from the Capitol. Um, and they've been doing this for about, I believe, 11 or 12 years. Um, and uh, if Jonathan says they're going to have the vote on Friday, he's probably has more information than I do. Um, I will be watching the calendars. I do know that they have to reconvene at 10 o'clock. They must reconvene at 10 o'clock on Friday or they'll be in violation of the Constitution because the Constitution says that they uh, uh, one, uh, either one of the chambers may not take more than three days um, off without getting permission from the other chamber. And so when he said Friday at 10, I pulled out three of my fingers on my left hand, and I went, let's see, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, yeah, that's three days. So my gut last night was telling me all they're doing is making sure that they reconvene on Friday. In fact, the first thought I had was it'll be interesting to see if they even have a quorum, have a quorum on Friday. But if there is now talk, if this is uh, just hasn't been put on the calendar yet, and if the information that Jonathan Science gives us is true, then um, there will be a vote at um, there will be a hearing for school choice on Friday. Again, we'll uh, we'll all be tuned in. I'll do the same thing I did yesterday, and um, like I said yesterday. When you watch the broadcast from the uh, floor of the House or the Senate or any committee meeting, um, watching it, it's all. I almost wish they would have just an audio feed um, because I would be. It would be just fine with just an audio feed because there's very rarely anything you need to see. 
um, if there are, if in a committee, if they are showing uh, something up on the screen or the committee members are looking at uh, a handout or a presentation, we're not seeing that on the live feed, all right? So the audio would be just fine. So when I say I watched the uh, hearings for 10 hours yesterday, I wasn't sitting in front of a screen staring at it. I had it on and I had it turned up uh, because there's lots of breaks of complete silence. And um, especially when a new amendment is offered or the amendment has just been voted on and they're waiting for the next stage. And at that point in time, sometimes it can be 10, 15 minutes before anything happens. And so what I'll do is I'll keep it turned up and then listen, you can hear the gavel snap clear across the house several times. I've about jumped out of my skin when I've been doing something. And all of a sudden uh, from the other side of the house, I hear the, the gavel banging and I go just for a second. It's like, what's that noise? And then I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're back. Uh, they're back at work. And so I turn it up and I can hear it. So Anyway, uh, Friday will be another good opportunity for you to do that if you haven't done that yet. And uh, we'll give you instructions on Friday again on how to do that. Um, So one of the takeaways I had yesterday is that we need to take, we need to, someone needs to take all of the audio, the audio of the Democrats, um, and turn it into a, a a video, a YouTube, an advertisement, something, because the Democrats for about five hours yesterday was warning the world, warning immigrants, warning people that if this bill passes, which it did, if this bill passes and goes into law, where it, it's the end of the world as we know it. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that when we get back, because uh, I think this is an opportunity. I'm not quite sure on how to do all of this. Maybe some of y'all listening out there can help me out with this. But um, we're going to take a short break, and I will bring that up right after we get back. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. So, the Democrats yesterday played the race card. I mean, played the race card during Senate Bill 4 over and over and over and over. It was it was disgusting. At first it's not so blatant, all right? They they bring on the uh the soft hitters first. Um I don't even know how to how to put that in any I'm not quite sure how to say that. They bring on uh, first the people that who just kind of hint at it, right? Um, and uh, then as things move on, they get more and more voices. When Gene Wu gets up there, oh, Lord have mercy. When G. Woo, Gene Wu gets up there, that guy is the most racist person I have ever heard speak on the Texas floor. Um, all he ever does is talk about how 
horrible white people are and how horrible how white people go after Asians, how white people go after brown people, how white people go after black people, how every law enforcement officer in the state of Texas is a racist and they're going to pull people over because they're Asian or Hispanic or or brown or darker tint than you. I'm telling you this went on and on. And then the coup d'etat at the end, they get Jones up there. I cannot think of, is it Grace? I swear, it's Grace Jones. If it's not, it is, yes, they put her up there. She's very tall. She was a, a, a reality television star, I believe, uh, Survivors. I don't know. Um, but, man, they got her up there last night and Definitely, we are all racist, and she pulled it out. This is the the state of Texas is racist. All of the Republicans in Texas are racist and haters, and we're afraid of anybody with darker skin than they than us white people do. In fact, she brought up the fact that she thought it was very ironic that we don't worry about the northern border, and she said. The reason that nobody's concerned about the northern border is because white people come through the northern border into the country, and we don't care if there are white aliens in the in the in the in the country. I that's a lie, and she knows it. We know it. But they played that card all day yesterday. And again, I'm going to talk. We have a representative coming on tomorrow who was actually in the room yesterday and uh, who is serving now. And I'm going to talk to him about that. Why no pushback against that? Do you just let it go? Do you just let it fly? Why doesn't someone stand up and say, this is out of line? It's out of line. It should. This is not the language that we should be hearing on the floor of the Texas House. This is the language you hear in anti-Israeli, uh, uh, pro-Palestinian um, uh, marches. This is a kind of free speech that you exercise um, in front of the, the the in the Capitol grounds or when you're rallying your troops or your side you say all these things and everybody cheers and hoops and hollers and that's the way you get your base um, but when it comes to the floor I I think the language needs to change I, I think that that needs to be called out I think there needs to be some civility on the floor um, and it makes me sick that the Republicans don't stand up uh, during towards the end of Ms. Jones' statement. Um, I could faintly hear in the background someone hollering at her um, and saying "shame on you." Um, I think we need more of that. That there was no, there's no basis for what woo. And Jones say when they get up in front of that back mic. And it's all written down and in the journal, the Texas, the, the, his, the journal that is the history. It is the legal record of the proceedings. And so 50 years from now, your grandkids could open up the journal or click it on it online or however they're going to be pulling up information in 50 years. And they'd be able to read all of that. And and there's no other side. 
All, all they'll be reading is how horrible and racist all the other people on the other side of the aisle are, and there is no rebuttal. There is no shaming. There is no statement from the Republicans saying, this is out of line. You guys are playing the race card. It's not appropriate. Um, it, this is not the place for it. And um, But they don't do that. So we'll ask our representative tomorrow when he, uh, uh, if all that works out, um, and I will ask him about that. But here's an idea I had, the um, and I'm, I, I could use your help on this. Maybe someone out there can do it. Part of my issue uh, of doing this myself is I don't have the, uh, I don't have fast enough uh, internet. I I can barely uh, stream anything on the internet, and um, I can do it on my phone. And so that's how I uh, pay attention to uh, at TLO when they're giving live broadcasts. Um, but uh, when it comes to, say, you can go and find yesterday's broadcast and you can play it. In fact, you could download it if you wanted to, uh, fast forward through it, find the places you needed in it. I do not have the speed to download that video, uh, record it, but in there, why would I want this? And it's just kind of a crazy idea. It'll be in the journal. Who knows? It, they, the Democrats said over and over a long list of terrible, horrible, no good, rotten, disgusting things that are going to happen if this bill passes. And it did pass. And the governor will sign it. By the way, Senate Bill 3 was the one that had an amendment. That's on the barrier um, that has to go back to the Senate. Senate Bill 4, which is where all the racism comes in, <clears throat> passed as it was sent down from the Senate and is going to the governor's desk. But I think, I think forget the wall, forget the military down at the border, you want to stop people from coming to this country? Just play the audio, clips of the audio that the Democrats uh, said from the floor yesterday. I mean, if I were in a foreign country and I heard everything the Democrats said were going to happen when this bill passed, and it did, if I were, I, I'd be turning around and going, heading my happy butt right back to Venezuela because. According to the Democrats, that we're going to be rounding up every uh, uh, every person who has darker skin than we do. We're going to be stopping people because of the color of their skin and how close they are to the border. We're going to be going into quinceañeros and arresting people. We're going to be going into college universities, and we're going to be going into schools and into hospitals and arresting and throwing in jail brown people until they can prove that they live here, until they can prove that, they're that they are citizens of the United States. And we're going to be taking kids away from their parents. Listen, this bill passed, and the Democrats are saying all of these horrible things are going to happen, and I think it is only right for us as Texans and as American citizens to let um, all of those people who are on their way to the country right now, to let them know how horrible and rotten and nasty it's going to be in the state of Texas when they get here. Because that's what the Democrats said. I really think we need to use that as a tool to discourage people from coming. 
because according to the Democrats, this is the end of the world as we know it, um, and that uh, we're going to be under a totalitarian rule. Oh, yeah, and mall cops are going to be arresting brown-skinned people. You heard that right. Mall cops, this is what uh, I believe this is the one that Jones went into, Grace Jones. If that's not her name, folks, that's who she looks like. I think this woman is about uh, seven feet, eight inches tall uh, with a uh, almost a shaved head. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm certain I've got the name wrong, but uh, my apologies um, to uh, Grace Jones. I know there's another Grace Jones who's a wonderful woman, a Republican, um, but yeah, I think we need to take that, uh, audio, that language and let people know. And of course you and I know none of these things are going to happen. And so at what point in time do you bring this back up? Do you in the next legislative session, two years from now, when the uh, Democrats start bringing up all the horrible things that are going to happen under whatever their law they're passing then, is someone going to stand up and say, here, you know, let's play a little bit of the audio from two years ago. Is someone there going to stand up and say, these were all the predictions you made. None of them came true. These were all the racist remarks you made. None of them came true. These were all the accusations you made against Republicans, against sheriffs and deputy sheriffs and Mall cops. <laughs> Are they going to apologize to mall cop? Because uh, Miss Jones and Mr. Wu, I think he may even have mentioned mall cops once. Man, that was a mess yesterday. We need to pay more attention to it. Lorraine just walked in the door looking all pretty. Got some bright colors on today, and it's a bright, pretty day out there. And so... Hopefully, um, she'll have more better news than I did. You're what? What's that? Ah, she's already colored. So, there you go. All right, guys. We'll see y'all manana. KRNA.